Nelson Mandela had so much compassion for his brothers and sisters. People don't realize it's about the Beatles, but they knew they were brilliant. One story in every human being that defines who you are. Do we film on a volcano that's just about to explode? But the reason this mail pact has been astoundingly successful is because there are pictures of rabbits on the envelope. I mean, I think there's something about chaos, right? It either, either you run from it or you run towards it. And for me, there was really this in instance of wanting to run towards it. So our guest on uh, Great Minds is uh, celebrity photographer Mike Ruiz. And Mike, we know that your career breadth and scope is goes way beyond photography, but we're gonna, we'll talk about that and some of the other things that you're doing. Mike's currently on the cover of Out Magazine for the April-May issue and is a fierce advocate for LGBTQ rights, animal rights as well, and is really, and these are words we choose carefully, a genuine superstar photographer. Well, the, the path to, I mean, the, it's, it was a long and winding road. I mean, there's, there, there were a few uh, pit stops in between. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I suppose I was, I was predisposed to it because it was almost an immediate thing you know like I, I open you know I started using that camera and it became like this conduit for something like I just couldn't put it down do you know it's like I don't know if like you know it's equivalent to like a writer who starts writing and they get on a you know on a on a path and they, they just you know they they feel like that's their medium to express themselves and they just can't stop and they write and they write and they write and that's kind of what I was doing with photography I just was literally shooting seven days a week, you know, and, and, um, you know, I, I, at the time, you know, it was more of like an obsession. It wasn't really like, Oh, I'm going to make a career out of this. But some of the stuff that I was shoot, shooting was, you know, some people saw it and asked me to shoot things for their magazines. And it kind of sort of snowballed very organically that way. And then, um, about a year into that, you know, people asking me to do stuff, I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe I'll give this a go as a, as a career. I just, I just never thought that I could be competitive, you know, not having studied it or, you know, have a, like a master's in fine arts or anything. I just, I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to compete with these legends, you know, like Penn and Avedon and not that I ever did, but, um, I, um, you know, I was just too intimidated to think that I could ever make it a career, but, um, you know, lo and behold, <laughs> I guess I was wrong. And, you know, I worked, I worked really, really hard at it. And I taught myself like all the ins and outs of it both technically, creatively, and, um, you know, from the business standpoint. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, things fortunately panned out. Well, they sure, they sure did. W what was that moment, do you recall, when you said, hey, you know, I'm pretty good at this, and I might be able to earn a living doing something that I'm really passionate about? That, I think that was like um, a, a, a process. It wasn't like a pivotal moment. It was sort of like... You know, you know, like it was, it was a confidence building thing. You know, one person would ask me, oh, you know, these are really great. These shots you did are really great. Would you mind shooting my friend? And that turned into like, would you mind, you know, like a model agent saying, you know, would you mind shooting one of my models? And then a magazine, you know, so my confidence build, built gradually until I, you know, until I finally realized like, you know, it was coming fast and furious, like people asking me to do stuff all the time. And I thought, well, you know, it's so, so, you know, it, it was kind of in hindsight, I realized that, oh, you know, it's not like I decided, oh, moving forward, I'm going to make this a career. You know, it, all, it was already a career, and then I sort of, like, resolved to the fact that, it, you know, that's where I was going. 
So looking back on your career, you've worked with so many, you know, marquee names and Ricky Martin and Billy Porter, uh, Kim Kardashian West, Nicki Minaj, Katy Perry, uh, even our old friend Betty White. Is there a particular shoot that you can look back on and that you, you know, sort of remember particularly fondly? You know, I have to say that, like, the thing that always stands out in my mind is probably the most, like, the happiest and the most fun I've ever had on a, on a project is when I um, directed a film with RuPaul called Star Booty. Child, I love this get up. Oh, I just thank love you. And that ring is amazing. Oh, wow. You I know, when my it. sister gave this to me for my birthday, I thought it was too whorish. But now that I'm going undercover as a hooker, it's perfect. <laughs> I didn't know you two knew each other. Oh, yes, yes, we go way back. Further back than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> it was, um, you know, we just, we, we, we just embarked on it as like a pet project. We had zero money for it. We literally shot it on like a handheld uh, um, Panasonic uh, V. Um, I can't remember what the camera was, but it's, you know, it was just really bad quality. You know, we pulled this whole we pulled this whole feature film together, and um, you know, we we cut it together, and it was, like the whole process was just so much fun. And then we, you know, just as a gag, we submitted it to a couple of film festivals, and they they accepted them. And you know, and then we started this whole film festival, and it kind of became like this. At the time, you know, it was like a mild cult cultish thing, but you know, we were, we were doing all the film festivals all around the world, and it, you know, it was it was just the whole process, like filming it without any expectations, you know, just like having fun on set and laughing and being stupid and, um, you know, working with a bunch of crazy fun people that we all love. And it was just, it was just like a, like a whole magical experience from beginning to end. Yeah. RuPaul's amazing. I went to university in Atlanta at Emory, where he's from. And there was a show that the Atlanta Journal Constitution, the big newspaper down there, produced it was very much ahead of its time this is before cable tv mm-hmm. and and it was called the video edition and they took different sections or columns in the paper and created sort of video editions of the newspaper and there was a show we did on friday nights called tracking a music magazine it was like a, a variety show the host was this really funny guy spencer thornton and he was friendly with rupaul and we did a bit with him rupaul auto mechanic where we had him under the hood of a car trying to figure out what was what, and it was priceless. <laughs> That's hilarious. You still have that, that clip? Uh, you know, I just I have the VHS. I don't have a VHS player to play it, but I have the tape. Oh, so, yeah, that'd, that'd be funny to see. <laughs> yeah, but he's had, an amazing, he's had an amazing career. Yeah, just keeps going, too. That's great. So let's talk about uh, some of your philanthropic work. Uh, I know that you are particularly committed to the Alley Forney Center. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, they, they're just, you know, like from, you know, they're, when I started supporting them 10 or 12 years ago, you know, they were just like a small organization. It was um, a smaller organization. They were, you know, an LGBT, um, the homeless shelter for LGBT youth in New York City. You know, and I think they had like, you know, like a couple of dozen beds. And anyway, they've grown into like this big, you know, this big um, organization that helps, you know, hundreds and like literally thousands of youth. Before I found AFC, I felt like 
I was really miserable. It was just getting too much for me because she kept always saying, oh, why are you here? Leave, leave, leave. So I finally left. And I was like on the street for like a good five months. And, you know, finds ho housing for them and like transitions them from homeless to like, you know, get back, you know, to get, get back to work and find their own living uh, arrangements that, you know, and they provide health care and drug counseling and like so many amazing programs, you know, and they've always been so transparent with, this is, this is the big thing for me. They've always been so transparent with like where the money goes. Like if you go to Carl Siciliano's house, you know, I mean, it's humble. If you go to their office, it's just like a little thing, you know, like a, like a shabby little office. You'd think, you know, that it's like a, a startup nonprofit, you know, and they don't, they don't, you know, they don't spend a ton of money on, on flash and advertising and promotion. They, you know, it goes all to services. And, you know, that's like a really important thing for me to support an organization like the, that transparency. Um, and, you know, and they just do such amazing work. And, you know, I've always felt, I've always felt like kin to them, akin to them because I, you know, I, I felt like I was one of those kids, you know, even though I wasn't thrown out of the house, you know, I just, I, I, I just, kind of felt like I, I never had really had like the guidance that I, I could have used at a young age. And, you know, I made a lot of mistakes and I was, you know, doing a lot of reckless, you know, things and, you know, just cause I didn't have, you know, I didn't have like any support system or, you know, and, you know, and I had terrible self-esteem issues and stuff. And, you know, and I can relate, I can relate to these kids who are just like constantly bombarded with messages that they're not, you know, they're not good enough and they're unlovable and, and, um, you know, I, I always felt I was kind of related to that. Uh, I struggled with a lot of those things for a lot of years. So anyway, so that's why, like, I, I really love them and I, I support them because, you know, on every level, they just they speak to me on every level as an um, LGBT organization. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, they, they, you know, and Carl's an amazing guy and he's, he just recently, re recently retired and um, his, his, the guy who took over the organization is also a great guy, Alex Roque. He's an amazing human being. Um, you know, and I just love them as people. They're like really decent, kind, generous people. Fantastic. One of the quotes from the Out article that I picked up on was, I have the intense desire to make people feel good. Uh, and it seems like that's applicable not only to your charitable work, but also you know, when you read about what the artists who you've worked with say about what it's like to work with Mike Ruiz. You know, I mean, it stems from some insecurity, you know, like you want, you want to be liked by everybody. And, you know, I just, I, I think it's important to, to leave a, um, you know, a, a positive feeling with somebody. Um, I think that's the most important thing. I think, uh, who, who's, who's it quoted, you know, people will, People will, won't remember what you did or what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Um, but anyway, I always, I, I always found that to be a very powerful thing. So my goal is always to like make, make people feel good, which in turn makes me feel good. You know, when people say, you know, like, you know, you really upset me and you pissed me off and you, you know, you, you ruined my whole week. And, you know, like, I don't want to hear that. You know, that makes me feel terrible. I have... I have a like I have an unhealthy amount of empathy, so like I take on a lot of stuff. And when people tell me, like even like somebody that I don't even know, like you know, they feel like I they were slighted by me somehow. Like I go the extra mile to like to repair that <laughs> that impression of me. 
you know, which, which, you know, to a certain degree is not completely healthy, but, you know, I, 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 you know, I always think that, you know, the intention is good. As long as the intention is good, then, you know, you know, and the outcome is positive, then, you know, so be it if it's a little unhealthy. You've also been on a number of uh, reality shows with uh, folks like Kathy Griffin, RuPaul, who we mentioned earlier. Do you enjoy that? I, I did. I did for a long time. It was, it was a lot of fun. And then I just, you know, it kind of, it kind of ran its course. You know, it wasn't my, it wasn't my medium, you know, it wasn't like what, what it was, it was kind of like a means to an end, you know, it was fun at the time and, you know, I'm all about the experience and I experienced it all, but you know, I can't, I can't say that I would want to, you know, do it all over again. You know, I just kind of like, you know, not having to worry about, you know, like not shaving or, you know, like, you know, <laughs> and right. you know, it's just, it's like a constant thing. It's just like a constant, you know, I was on that, that show, the A-list where the, you know, they literally follow you around like 24 seven. And it's just, it's, it's, um, it's too much mental gymnastics to, to do to, you know, I just, you know, again, it's just like, you know, I, I just want to take the path of least resistance these days, you know, and it's not like I was making, you know, a ton of money off of it. So there was, there was, you know, the perk was only to have like, you know, some visibility and, you know, that kind of, that kind of grow, grew old kind of fast. Gotcha. So, um, I know you said earlier, you're sort of in a place, you know, where you're really comfortable and, and happy and, um, but there must be things that are still on your to-do list whether it's in photography oh, yeah. or in some of your other pursuits, what, what, what are some of the things that we can look for, you know, in the future for Mike Ruiz? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I kind of sound a little complacent in my, my um, description of what I aspire to these days, but you know, it's not like I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs either. Um, you know, I'm working on a book, it's called Transmutation. And I, it was actually a project that I started two years ago and, it just kind of lost steam and I put it on the back burner, but I kind of feel like it's relevant now with this pandemic because, you know, the book is basically a metaphor for how we all have to like morph and transform in order to function in society. It's, it's um, images. It's like all these images of people with like body paint and like costume design and stuff who are completely transformed into like other creatures kind of, so, you know, I just thought it was kind of relevant now to, to start it up again. Um, you know, and of course I have a lot of free time on my hands, so I'm using it to, to, um, you know, pull that together. Um, and I'm, I actually uh, partnered with this uh, company called Social Impact. And what they do is they, they have like um, a small group of artists who lend their images, you know, just, just simple, simple like mass marketing kind of stuff. And, um, and part of the proceeds go to charity. Uh, so, you know, I partnered with them to do, to do something. And uh, what else am I doing? Oh, I, there's this, um, this platform that's going to launch in June called Dosen. And it ba it's basically one-on-one -on -one master classes. So that you can video chat with people. And, um, you know, like, it's, you, know, you, you, you kind of pay by the minute. And you can, you can have like a one-on-one -on -one video chat with somebody to you know, to like ask whatever or learn whatever it is you want to know. So it's, it's kind of a, and, and it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how, how it's going to go. 
Um, but that's, yeah, that's like something else that I'm working on. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty full plate. Yeah. I mean, you know, in theory it is, but you know, it's, it's all manageable. Great. Great. And going back to your, uh, you know, sort of core in photography, is there someone who is on your list who you'd love to shoot? Dr. Fauci. There you go. Our new hero. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's always, it's always by people that I'm, you know, people that I, I gravitate towards wanting to photograph or people that I'm like really inspired by, you know, and I have to say that, I mean, there's not really anybody in entertainment. I mean, there's people who are, you know, helping and supporting and stuff, but you know, like there's, there's, it's the unsung heroes that I, that I, I feel like I would want to celebrate somehow. Um, so I don't, I, you know, uh, as far as celebrities go, I don't know. I can't think of anything, anyone offhand. Well, to be honest. you see, you see these images in a lot of the, you know, at home concerts we've been watching on television. Yeah. And the images of the healthcare workers and the first responders are, you know, incredibly powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of like amazing, um, documentation of this whole thing that's going to come out, you know, that's going to come out. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of people, you know, on those front lines are celebrated, um, you know, as a result of, you know, all of their heroic unsung work that they're doing. Terrific. Terrific. All right. Anything else that we should touch on that we didn't? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's this one organization that I've, I've grown really fond of that, um, you know, I really want to give a shout out to it's uh stand up for pits. They, um, they do incredible, it's a, it's a foundation. And what they do is they, they raise awareness and funds and stuff. And they, for, for pit bull type dogs. And, you know, I have an affinity to helping pit bull type dogs because they're the most maligned and the most discarded dogs of, you know, of any group of dogs that are out there. If you go to any shelter, 90% of them are pit bull type dogs and stand up for pits does like really amazing work. And again, I love them because they're so transparent with like where all the money goes and everything. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I become like a a big supporter of theirs and I, you know, I always want to give them a shout out stand up for pits.us. Great. Great. Well, Mike, thanks so much for doing this. I uh, really appreciate it and uh, can't thank Len enough for connecting us. Awesome. Okay, thanks a lot, Matt. Stay well. Thank you very much for listening. And for more content just like this, visit AdvertisingWeek360.com. Production on this episode was by Jack Hirschman and Brendan Porter. And original music was by Ian Levy.